This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and we're looking ahead to the ATP Tour action tomorrow on Wednesday. And delighted to say joining me is, uh, as per usual on a Tuesday, is our senior ATP Tour handicapper for At Because We Win. It's Sean Calvert, who is over in the UK, and I am over here in Hamburg. But we're going to do a little relay, a little switch tomorrow. Sean will be flying out, and I'll be flying back. How are you, mate? Looking forward to your trip? Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, it's... Uh... What is it? Four, five, six days of solid rain. Um, yeah, it's not. Um, it's not a great. It's a forecast, is it, for the next few days? It actually looks like it gets worse when I'm there, which, which, which is no surprise to regular viewers of this show. Um, I seem to find the rain wherever I go. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one, isn't it? With the, with all those matches left to play, and if if that forecast is correct, you know they're not always 100 percent accurate, are they? It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to going out. Looking forward to uh, catching up with the, uh, with you for for a beer tomorrow night. But tennis is. Uh, it's looking distinctly damp at the minute, isn't it? Well, today they said the forecast was going to be bright, sunny. It was the clearest day of the lot. I went out. I was going to. I wasn't even going to take take a, take a jacket. Thank God I did because the, the heavens absolutely well. It absolutely opened. You never seen rain like it. It was really, really heavy, and I never put the covers on, Sean. You know, I know. I saw that on your video. I didn't get that. Absolutely terrible. I didn't get it because this is what happened in Rome. It was that you know when, when I was at Rome, there was a lot of rain. They knew there was a lot of rain, and they did have the covers on and in marrakesh when i went to marrakesh maybe they weren't looking at the weather forecast because you know it doesn't often rain there but they just didn't bother with any of the covers and they couldn't they couldn't dry the, the center court out for about two days i don't know they were setting it on fire and all sorts was going on but um you would have thought looking at the the 10-day forecast for hamburg which, which basically is 90 percent rain you would have thought they'd have covered the courts but they, they seemed to dry pretty quick though didn't they they did because the sun came out. It was quite strong. The sun was the, the, the sun was it got quite hot this afternoon. But it makes that center court is a huge difference. You'll see when you come out if the, if you get the luxury of having the roof off. It's like a totally different arena when you take the roof off. I don't off, think I don't think, I think you're going to be roof on. Um, I think you need to bring a, a, a sponsored kugel, Bet Rivers kugel, something like that. You need an umbrella, uh, but you will see some tennis if you're in a center court. But uh, I don't know what's going to go on the outside courses. We've not only got to get through the ATP tour event, we've got to get through the WTA tour event. But uh, the takeouts from me today, before we go into tomorrow's matches, um, I thought Massetti was brilliant today. Really, really looked hungry. And uh, and Zverev really was superb. The first set, faultless display of tennis. And if you look at the draw, everyone's looking at it's going to be Kasper Rudin- Rublev on a collision course for the final like it were last week. But Massetti and Zverev, uh, for me, today are going to make a huge, huge part of that draw. They're going to make a big, big statement there. So if anyone's looking at Rude or anyone's looking at Rublev thinking they're going to go through to the final... Uh, I think Musetti and, and Zverev today really showed that they really take this seriously. You've got to remember uh, with, with Rude and uh, Rublev as well, last week they made the final. They could be a bit tired. 
a long, long year. But obviously, both of them have done well in in the majors coming up. Obviously, and I think Massetti is very Massetti with points at the event is very in front of his home crowd. They were really, really good today. I know, admittedly, they didn't have much to play, but um, you could see their attitude. They were on it. They wanted it. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't really looked, or I haven't really looked too much in in depth at the next the current matches coming up in Hamburg because there aren't really any prices and some of the matches have been delayed. Um, but just talking about Rude and and Rublev, there was, I don't know whether you saw the video that surfaced. They were both out partying after the uh, after the final in Borstad. They were, you know, swinging off the chandeliers and all sorts. Both of them. Um, not sure what yeah. they're up to. Me but... and you, me and you, me, that'd be me and you on the Reba Barn tomorrow night, mate. Well, they were doing sort of chin-ups, you know, the exercise where you sort of sort of pull yourself up like that. They were doing that. I, I want to see you doing that in the Reaper. Reaper no, you'll, 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 you'll be doing that. You'll be doing that. I'll be uh-huh. I'll be on the karaoke singing a bit of uh, Paul Weller. You'll be doing the, the chin-ups. Anyway, let's yeah. move on to tomorrow. We've got some matches tomorrow. Let's have a look at the games we're looking at. The head two. Uh, we've got three matches highlighted here, which which you're probably going to come on to at those points there because we've, we're talking about Kasparud and Rublev in these three matches we have here. But the first match we're going to talk about is Lazo Jerry against uh, Pella. Uh, minus 275 Jerry, plus 210 Pella. The head-to-head is very one-sided towards Pella, 3-1. But uh, last time they met was in 2019, so a long way away. Jerry has had a big win over Echeverry, winning this uh, in the first round here to get to the second round. The spread here is three and a half and the total is 21 and a half. Um, but Pella here, I think, uh, if you look at it, I think that he's got he's got a bit of a chance. He beat Montero in the last round, which is a good performance for him. Both of them have, uh, haven't had the greatest of years, it's fair to say, by their own admission on, on the clay. Jerry's 13-10, Pella 4-5. But on the odds here, I think the Argentinian has a bit of a squeak here, plus uh, 2-10. I don't know what you think, but uh, Lazo Jerry done really well in, in, in conditions at Wimbledon before. Before Wimbledon and obviously it's uh, on the grass court coming in, he's done a lot better than we would have expected. Um, but really, probably played a lot more tennis here. Minus two seventy-five. I think that's a little bit on the uh, on the higher side for Leslie Jerry. Yeah, I've not really looked in too much detail at these Hamburg matches because I was not sure when they were going to be played. But um, yeah, I think Pella's got a reasonable chance here. Again, it just depends when it's going to be played and what court, what conditions. We don't we don't know if it's hammering it down for the next um, two, three, four, five days. We don't. We don't really know what's going to be, um, what the conditions are going to be like when they actually do play. Um, but Pella's a guy I backed a couple of times in the um, in the grass swing, wasn't he? Beat gear on, played really well there. Um, Jerry let me down last week, didn't he? Against um, uh, who was well, it? We on the tournament. We bet him on the tournament. We bet yeah. him to win the tournament. Let's down on the tournament. Lost in the first round against Bergs, but I mean, I've not, I've not really looked at this too. Day. My, my gut feeling would be overs over twenty one and a half. I think Pella's. Um, got a reasonable chance of, of covering that based on his clay form. And I think Jerry's a bit short. Although he did play well against Echeverry. Yeah, well, let's skip through these matches. Obviously, we, we haven't looked at them much detail. The more detail that Sean has had is in the other tournaments that are going to come on a little bit later on. Casper Ruud, as you said, partying with Rublev, minus $4. He's up against Sebastian Vase at $3. Last time they met was in Estoril. Casper Ruud won 6-3-6 love. I think it was this year as well. He's not going to have that kind of win here. This is going to be a lot closer than that. The handicap for Bayes is four and a half. The total here is 21 and a half. Casper uh, Rudd, um, parting away. Uh, would you would you bet him a minus $4? Given it, the fact that he lost his last set against Rubin in that final, six love. So that's not a great omen for anyone taking the very, very high price on the Norwegian to win this match. Yeah, Bayes wasn't very good. Again, he was Bayes another outright we had last week, wasn't he? Um, played poorly against Correa. 
not in the best of form. Bayez, um, you wouldn't have thought the slow conditions. Well, the slow conditions are okay for Bayez, but they're also okay for Rude, who's got the bigger power game. Um, Bayez is going to have to improve a lot from from the Correa match last week in Borstad. Uh, unless Rude was up, up until you know up and out until about three, four, five a.m. in the morning, hasn't had much sleep in the last two days. Um, it, it's possible, you know, it's one of them it, 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 on his best form. Bayez could make this possible, but. You know, he lost six three six love, as you said, to to Casper Rue when they met uh, quite recently on the clay. Um he's gonna have to improve massively. I can't I can't see it to be honest. Uh no no surprise there that um, Rude is the favourite minus four dollars, but maybe taking the South American and Argentinian plus four and a half could be the angle for you. Before we look about the final game, which is Rubelev against Sebastian Morales. Rubelev has also obviously been out on the source as well with Casper Rude. Um what do you make of the condition so far? I know it's really, really hard to gauge this tournament. It seems like a, a real tricky tournament to have a bet on. We don't know what court they're going to be on. We don't know if the roof's going to be on. We don't know if they're going to be outside. We don't know if, if the weather continues, it's going to be indoors. So how, what would your strategy be uh, approaching this round of matches and this tournament as a whole, Sean, for betting on it? I think you have to be very careful, very circumspect with your bets and your stakes. Um, you know, if we're putting a bet on, uh, you know, a day or so before, as we as we have to record this show, obviously slightly earlier. You know, we don't know what the conditions are going to be like, and I think you you really are just guessing. It does it does put that element of guesswork in it that you don't really want. You know, these matches are hard enough to to call anyway without conditions changing. Uh, and it could be the case that some of these guys will have to play two matches in one day. Uh, that may be further on down the line later on in the tournament. I'm not sure yet, but I, I would say. Perhaps just wait if you can until you know what the conditions are going to be. If you if you see some value, you know, take it. But I'd I'd I'd, I'd go with a smaller stake this week because there is there is an element of guesswork in it. Yeah, I think this is really hard. I mean, not, we're not going to have an official bet on the matches at Hamburg uh, tomorrow. We're giving you the prices and we're giving our sort of uh, advice on what what we expect. But I think Jerry minus two seventy five, Casper Rud. The next match we're going to talk about Andre Rublev against Morales, uh, Sabata Morales. Rublev is minus six twenty five. I think if you bet all the dogs in these matches, you're going to get one of them home. I think Pella plus two ten, Bays at plus three dollars, Sabata Morales at plus four four forty. My my strategy here would be to fade all three of the favourites and we will get one of them home, which will give us a profit. If we get two home, we're one in the money. If we get three home, well, we're doing the lottery numbers this week. But Rubelev is minus 625. Sebastian Morales is plus 440. The handicap here is a very strong one, five and a half. Uh, we've sat Sebastian Morales minus 143. And the uh, the handicap, the total is 20 and a half. Obviously, Rublev won in Bastard. Um, he's been out and about. He's been partying again. And... Um, I, I just don't think he's going to be up for this one here. I, I just really think that Rude and Rublev will come here on, after a long season and just think, you know, if we win, we're great, but we, we're not going to be that too bothered. We'll see. I mean, it, that's a possible uh, angle, yeah. I, I wouldn't totally dismiss that. But what, what I would say is Rublev does have a very good record here in Hamburg. Um, it's obviously a bigger tournament than the one they played last week in Borstadt. Uh, I... I, I think Rub, the only way I think Zapata Morales can win this match is if Rublev is is very much fatigued and and as you say not not massively motivated. Because well, he's been he's been out he's been out on the on the lagers. Well, I didn't mate. say he was I didn't say he was drinking. It's not, it's not, it's not any motivation. Well, they might not have been drinking. They were just they were just mucking about in it. You know, in a, in a nightclub, they might not have been you know out. So I don't think they're like it's it's not like the old days of really Nastasia and you know. Marit Safin out all night until about you know eight o'clock in the morning. I don't think I don't think it's anything like that these days with these guys. Um, but obviously I wasn't there, so I couldn't say. But 
I think if you're looking at this this tennis match, uh, just between these two players, rather than thinking about what Rublev might have done in Borstad, it's it's difficult to make much of a case for Zapata because he his serve is is it just doesn't give him any free free uh, points on it really. He's got to win every point on, on a grind on the clay, and he, you know it's 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 tough. It's a tough ask. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he took it took a set, maybe made Rublev go three. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, that would probably be the bet I would I would be interested in if I was if I was having a bet on this match. Um, I, I can't see him winning two sets unless Rublev is is really not interested, which I doubt because I say he's played well here in Hamburg numerous times. Rublev. I state my case. I'm going to say that one of these gets beat. I think if we bet Pella plus two ten, Bays at three dollars, Morales at uh, Sabata Morales at four forty, we will cash. One of them will win. I think all three are vulnerable favourites, and uh, I don't know about you, Sean, but. There's not many times you go out in, the, in a nightclub till four o'clock in the morning, doing chin ups, dancing away, singing, and uh, you, you, it, it's it, not going to be. It might have been nine thirty at night. For all I know, I don't know. I don't know what time it was. I have no idea. Those nightclubs aren't open at nine thirty at night. Anyway, they uh, might be in Borstad. I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, my, my, I stand by my my strategy here to fade all three favourites. I think one of them gets beat. Not quite. Not saying which one, but I think if we have level stakes on all three. And one wins, we're in the money. Uh, let's move across now to Croatia, where the conditions are very, very different to what we have here in Hamburg. Uh, we had a couple of hot, real hot days, but they reckon there was there was some little bit of rain forecast as well around uh, in Croatia. Have you checked the weather forecast here? Are we, we're looking for a bit of rain, or we got uh, got some really nice sunshine. I haven't looked at the weather forecast to be honest. The, the reason I haven't is because it it looked like it was going to be pretty decent all week. I think the only thing it, it said was there might be some thunderstorms knocking about, but. Uh, whether they hit the general area or not, I'm, I'm not too sure. It's it's pretty slow anyway um, in Umag. I, I don't think it's if there is a bit of rain. I, I think it's only going to be temporary. It's not it's not like it's not like this Hamburg sort of weather that you've got there. And I'll be getting tomorrow. Um, yeah, slow conditions. Normally pretty hot, humid. Um, I, I don't think the rain's going to make much difference there, to be honest. Okay, let's have a look at the first match we're going to look about. It's the number one seed, Leheka. He's minus 162 against the former US Open champion, Dominic Team at plus 130. Now, Sean, you've been somebody that's always been uh, sort of not, not critical, but you, you think that the market trend towards Team is something that's not been justified in terms of cashing tickets. Uh, the, the money still comes to the Austrian every time he plays. He's plus 130 here in a tournament that... Uh, against an opponent that really, I don't think, would be suited by the conditions. I know the public will be betting Dominic team here. He was impressive in his first round match against Bag- uh, Bagnis. Uh, Leheka, obviously, last match he played was in the last 16 at Wimbledon where he got beat by Medvedev. The handicap here of the spread is two and a half. Team getting two and a half, which a lot of people will look at and just think, I can't avoid betting Dominic team. I've got to bet Dominic team past two and a half. He did well at Wimbledon, obviously, in that match against Sitsapas. The total is 22 and a half. Um, the public will bet Dominic Sim at plus 130. I, I'm pretty certain that you probably won't be rushing to bet the 130. But I'm also don't think you'll be rushing to take the minus 162 on Lehka either. What's your thoughts on this match? I think this would be a struggle for Lehka. I, I think it. This is this is one occasion in the last sort of 12, 18 months of this Dominic team comeback when I was quite tempted to back him. And I'll, I'll sort of go through the reasons for that. Lehka Struggled on clay this season. Uh, 5 5 win loss, service points won, return points won, total of just 98, and a service old break total of 96. As you said, he was injured at Wimbledon, foot problem that caused him to to skip Gestard where he was supposed to play last week, but didn't. Um, so he's not played on clay 
for for quite some time and he didn't play well on clay during the clay swing so that's a negative the slow conditions may not be ideal for him he does have power so he might be able to hit through it but his his best form recently has has come in in quick conditions hasn't it in um on hard courts rather than than on the clay and now he's playing team who's played three matches on clay since wimbledon so he's got his clay shoes on a little bit uh and team's clay stats are better uh than the heck is that main level this season he's nine nine win loss Service points, one return points, one total of 99 and a whole break total of 101. So better stats at this level on this surface this season are those of Dominic Team. Um, it's it's difficult with Team, isn't it? Because he did this last week. He played really well in the first round in um, Gestad, beat uh, Muller there, didn't he? And then he was and he, he couldn't back it up again the next round. He's, he's very, very up and down. He doesn't seem to have any consistency to his game anymore. The two bets I was thinking of here were with a plus one thirty um, about team, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger. So I, my my lean here will be over twenty two and a half total games. I think if Lehek is going to win this, he's going to have to do it the hard way. I think team will put up a, a very good fight here. Um, that's a, a minus one hundred five, one point nine five chance of Bet Rivers. That's kind of my thinking on that one at the minute. We almost almost got the unthinkable. Uh, Sean Calvert actually. Maybe betting Dominic Team going with the public trend, very tempted. Uh, well, that is that, that says something in itself that you're actually tempted to back Dominic Team here because he's something you've actually been an auto fade every single well, match it's that these, you play. It's these circumstances with Lehek and not having played on clay and struggled on clay. There's, you know, there was fairly decent reasons for backing Team, but I just, I just can't trust him at the minute. Not, not these days. There will be a huge amount of support for Dominic team here. And if you don't want to bet him on the money line or the handicap, all the totals that uh, Sean has mentioned there, there's about 28 different markets you can bet on the Bet Rivers website on this match. Uh, the best betting options that you have on tennis uh, are US uh, side on the sportsbooks over across America. And remember, you can live stream this match. If you if you can't watch it on your television network, you can watch it on your, your mobile phone or your tablet or whichever device you want to watch on if you just place a wager on the Bet Rivers website. So make sure you check out. And remember, it's an early start. A lot of these matches, Hamburg and Croatia, European time, obviously around about 5 a.m. Eastern time. So you have to bet, you get your bets on nice and early. If you want to bet Dominic Team at plus 130, my advice would be to take it now. Because if Sean Calvert is having doubts, the public will definitely be on. And I expect the former US Open champion to start around about plus 110. And the next match, uh, Ofner, another Austrian. He's minus 182, the number three seed against Poprin, plus 145. The head-to-head here is one win apiece. The last time they met was in 2022 on an exhibition tournament on grass, which Poprin won. No surprise here. Now on clay, you would expect Ofner to be the favourite, which he is. The handicap is two and a half, minus 114 for Poprin, and the total is a very high 22 and a half. Uh, Offner is the favourite. I expect, again, money to be for him. But Poprin has, uh, has got some decent form. Not, you know, he's not, he's not a, someone who can't play on clay. We've bet him a, a couple of times this season already, and he's done us some favours. Um, what do you think about this match? I think Offner's too short. I, th- I think this is, I think he's, he should be favourite, but not at this price. Um, uh, he's played. There's a few reasons to side against Ofner. He's played a lot of tennis lately. Um, he won the Salzburg Challenger in his homeland of Austria two weeks ago. Went straight to Borstad, made the quarterfinals there. So we've played a lot of tennis um, on clay in the last couple of weeks. And next week he's due to play Kitzbühel, which is another home tournament for him, a bigger home tournament, obviously than the Salzburg Challenger. So immediately I'm thinking 
if, if a guy's played two long weeks and he's playing his home tournament next week, I'm immediately thinking, does he fancy this? Well, it, it remains to be seen, but I think there's a question mark there. Um, Stats-wise, there's there's not a lot in it, really. There's nothing to suggest Offner should be this short. Um, at main level, the clay stats last 12 months, Offner 6-4 win-loss, service points one, return points one, total of 99, and a service hold break total of 99. Popirin, 7-6 win-loss, and his totals are 100 and 100. So he's actually ahead, Popirin, um, on the clay at this level. So, you know, two reasons there where you would think um, Offner's too short at the price he is. On their head-to-head, there's absolutely nothing in it at all. The two matches that they've played there, Popperin was... He had to win it in three tie-breaks on the grass, Popperin. I mean, Popperin's not great on grass. A few years ago, I was quite tempted to sort of start backing Popperin on the grass because he he has got what looks like the game for it, but he doesn't really have the movement for it. He's not not really got the feel for grass courts, but he still won that match in three tie-breaks. Um... And he was quite, he was, he was a worthy winner, Popperin. He won seven more points in the match, 14% more second serve points. So he was good value for that win. And on the two matches that they've played, they've both won exactly the same percentage of service points and return points. So there's nothing in it on the head to head. Popperin's slightly ahead on the main level clay stats from the last 12 months. And I'm questioning whether Offner will be um, really up for it this week. Plus, if it does get really hot in Umag, as it tends to do, I would certainly favour the Australian popular in those sort of conditions rather than, rather than often. So I, it's just too short. I, I, this, this is too short. He, he's the right favorite, but not this short. So I've taken popular in at uh, plus one forty five here at Bet Rivers. So that is the official pick. This is one of your first official picks on the, on the tomorrow's card. This is today's pick. Yeah. It's, it's a very tricky card. Um, but I think this does offer slight value. Before we move on to the final game, it's worth saying as well, uh, when we spoke about Dominic Team, we never mentioned the fact that uh, Kitzball is as well. So that, that, yeah, what, he's the, playing the next week as well, yeah. That, to, to, yeah, the reasoning for uh, the opposition often may be coming to account for Dominic Team as well, that he plays Kitzball yes. again. So the priority might be that home event. So that's one of the other reasons why uh, be, Sean probably didn't. It's, sorry, it's, something, it's, it's slightly different with Team yeah. in the sense that he hasn't played a ton of tennis. He's only played you know, two or three matches, whereas often has played about 10. That's that's perhaps a factor. But yeah, you're right. He has got that next week and he, he may well be, if he's got a slight injury, he may well be sort of saving himself, yeah. Yeah, something to worth consider if you want to pull the trigger on the plus 130. The final match we're going to talk about in Croatia. It's Kabash Bainer up against uh, Tara Daniel. Very close match to call this, minus 109, Kabash Bainer, uh, minus 114, Tara Daniel. Surprisingly, really, when you consider the head-to-head, he's very, very uh, overwhelmingly in favour of the Spaniard. He's 6-3 on the head-to-head. Uh, Daniel is on the handicap. You can bet him uh, plus uh, half, which is not really much interest. It's more on the money line here. And the, uh, the total here is 21.5. I, I thought Kabir Spainer was probably a little bit of a bet here at minus 109, but um, I don't know what you think about this, Sean. But give, given the head-to-head, given the fact that uh, it's a clay court conditions and Kabir Spainer is much more comfortable, I would consider, on this surface, I thought minus 109 uh, may be worth a, a small wager. I think the problem here is fitness. It's with 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 Roberto Carbayas Baena. He was injured last week in Gestad. He, he retired from his match um, last week in Gestad against Stanislas Vavrinka. It really depends on how fit he is because this is going to be an absolute grind in slow conditions with these two. <laughs> Both of them just, they love these long, drawn-out rallies and you know, the, the first person that misses loses the point. It's 
it's going to be, it's get, you'll certainly get value for money if you're in Umag and you're watching these two. You, assuming they're both fit, this could go on forever. Um, the other the other thing that leads me to think that Carbaish isn't fit is because he lost in the previous week at the Salzburg Challenge at the Blas Roller in the first round. So he's, it's fairly apparent that there's something wrong with him, um, Carbaish. That would, that would put me off back in him. Um, if we look at the stats, uh, main level on clay, last 12 months, Roberto Carbaish, Perena so has the better set of stats. Daniel's not really played much on clay. He tends to play a bit more on hard courts these days. He's only played, I think, five matches in the last 12 months on clay at main level, Tara Daniel. But in terms of the service points, one return points, one turtles, uh, Carbaish is on 100. Daniel, I've had to go back to his last 10 matches. He's on 97. And as you say, the head-to-head is... Very, very much in favour of um, Kabash Bear. I think he won one of them six love, six love, didn't he? Back in the, back in the dim and distant past, there's been a few six love sets between these two. We've only got stats for three of the matches, and the service points won, return points won total very heavily in favour of Kabash, hundred and nine to ninety one. So you're right; it's very much a, a head to head that the Spaniard has enjoyed. Um, Daniel was outplayed in the first round match by the seventeen year old Spaniard Martin Landaluthe in 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 the in the match yesterday won the first set 6-1 I think there that uh, Landaluce and then ran out of steam and Daniel won it more on sort of fitness and durability in the end and he might do that again if Carbaish isn't fit so that that's the scenario that we're presented with in this match it's difficult we've got a potentially unfit Carbaish against a not informed Daniel who plays more on hard courts these days and well certainly less on on clay at main level so I'm tempted with Taro Daniel just on the basis of fitness, but I can't I can't get involved in that. I think it's a no bet this match. Yeah, I'd be tempted by Kobayash Bain on the price, uh, given his record, and I'd be tempted that he might be fit. And if he is fit, minus 109 is, is a huge price. But I think the best advice for us will be to look at the market, see where the market goes, and evaluate that in, in a few hours from now. Taro Daniel obviously famously took a set off uh, Carlos Alcaraz at, the, at Roland Garros. I was at the match. I watched the game. He was. Uh, he, he took a set off. Him. He's very uh, up and down. He's one minute he's matching these. Play, beat Berrettini as well, didn't he? Earlier on in the season, I think as well. He's one minute he's taking. I think he also beat Zverev, didn't he? Earlier on in the season, Daniel. Mm. He's very mercurial play. One day he's beating these players, the next week he's he's struggling in challenges. He's a very very difficult guy to call. He's not high on my list of of players I'd normally like to get involved with. That's a fave for us, but watch the market because uh, that will give you, I think that will give you indication of how the fitness of Carvalho Spain or if the money comes through him, you obviously the Spaniard might be informed with the head-to-head record. You might want to follow that in. But if the money comes for Daniel, then we know that uh, Carvalho Spain isn't in the greatest of forms, so you might want to fade him. So really important to look at the money for that one. Uh, the final tournament we're going to look at is a bit closer to home to many of you watching this over in the States. It's in Atlanta. We have three matches here. The first match we're going to talk about is Nishioka. Up against Vukic, Nishioka is minus 136, Vukic is plus 110. 1-0, uh, Nishioka wins against Vukic. Vukic is a big server in very fast conditions. Before we come on to the match, Sean, this is quick, isn't it, out here? We're talking about the weather conditions uh, in Europe and the slowness of these two courses. It's totally opposite uh, to what we're experiencing here over in, in the States. Yeah, very quick conditions. As I said on Sunday, it's the uh, quickest tournament in the States. Uh, Atlanta averages 84% holds. Fifth quickest conditions of the season. Um, 45% of the matches feature a tie break. It's hot, it's humid. The balls are flying about all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's generally a, a big server's court, but it's been won um, 
recently by by the likes of Diminor, uh, Brooksby's made the final in Nakashima. So it's it's the returners can can go well here as well. But it's it's generally known as a, a sort of fast a fast conditions and a big service court usually. Yeah. So given the conditions, Vukic here plus one ten. You make a play for him. The handicap Vukic receives one and a half. The total is twenty two and a half. Um, what do you think about that price? I think this is a tough one purely because Nishioka's not played much tennis. Uh, he had a leg injury before the French Open. And then, as you'll probably remember, got embroiled in a lot of long matches at the French. And then he doesn't like grass anyway, so he didn't bother with the grass wing. He made a, a sort of token appearance at Wimbledon. Um, and that that's that's basically him since sort of end of May, start, start of June. So he's lacking matches, Nishioka. I think that's why he's the price that he is. He's certainly the better player of these, better tennis player of these two. Vukic tends to rely a lot on his serve, but what would worry me about Nishioka is not only his lack of matches, but his record against big servers isn't, isn't great either. He's four wins and 11 losses against the ones that I've got in my database as big servers. So that would concern me. Although he has beaten Vukic before, and it was many, many years ago, I think. Vukic's stats are not bad, actually. At main level, um, last 10 matches on outdoor hard, he's got a service points, one return points, one total of 101, and a whole break total of 99. He is very serve-oriented. Um, doesn't break very often. Nishioka's got the better stats, but not not by much. That's probably why these prices are so, well, relatively close, and the fact that Nishioka hasn't played. Um, my lean here would be a set one tiebreak on the basis that Nishioka's playing his first hardcore match for a long time, and Vukic, as we've said, is a very strong server. That's the plus 350 chance with Bet Rivers. That's probably where I'd be going on this one. I like Vukic here, plus 110. I think um, given the, the, the amount of the tournaments that Nishioka has missed to come back against uh, someone who's going to thrive in conditions. I think the Australian here has got a chance at plus one tenner. Uh, yeah, and the chance, total, yeah. I think the 22 and a half of total is quite cheap as well, given the, the amount. And, and that brings into your 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 theory of, of the tiebreak in the first set. It's plus money on uh, tiebreak played as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all good angles here. I think I think you want to get with uh, someone who I think who, who will thrive on the conditions. The next match is two people who will definitely thrive in the conditions. It's an all-Australian all battle between Alex Diminois, uh, who's a two-time champion here against Kokonakis. Um, amazingly, considering these two are both Australian and considering they're sort of similar, they've gone up through the rankings together. They've never met on the ATP Tour, which I find quite staggering, really. Um, minus 305 for Alex Diminois. Uh, Kokonakis is plus 235. The spread is three and a half with Kokonakis receiving three and a half. I always like to bet uh, big servers with a big handicap like three and a half that because you're going to get a seven six seven five set which means that you, you could you could lose the match and obviously cash as well the total here seems cheap to me as well at 22 and a half with over minus 103 you could easily cash that with a straight sets alex Diminor win here Diminor has a brilliant record uh are you with me on my thinking or do you think that uh, there's another angle of attack in this match I think this is a match that, that Diminor should win, really, based on his, his record here. I mean, Kokinakis was very fortunate. And we were very unfortunate with our bet on Gail Monfils in the in the first round, which yesterday, Monfils, four love up in the deciding set tiebreak, ended up losing um, to Kokinakis. Kokinakis, it's, it's always about fitness with Kokinakis. If it's not about fitness, it's about motivation. Uh, now he's, we're, we're talking about fitness again because he's withdrawn from the doubles after that match with, with Monfils, citing a pectoral strain. He also retired um, last Friday from, a, from the Granby Challenger, matching the Granby Challenger for exciting, I think it was a wrist problem he had then. 
he's, there's always something wrong with him. That's that's the main issue I have with Cockenhaar because I'll come on to the other issue I have with him in a minute. Um, after that Monfils match, he said, actually, he said, I, I played uh, Diminor in practice the other day and he gave me a spanking, was his exact quote. So that <laughs> doesn't sound... How did they get on, how did they get on tennis? I don't know. He didn't say. I, 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 I think that's no. to do with the tennis. Yeah. He's obviously a big fan of Demi Noor. Um, They're good friends, I think, as well. Played a lot together in Davis Cup and stuff. So we've got fitness problems with Cocky Narcus. The other problem that I have with him is that he doesn't tend to produce his best very often outside of, of Australia. If we look at what he's done in the North American hardcore summer swing in the last 10 years, he's 11 wins and 16 losses, and he's lost seven of his last nine. And he, he always tends to show up much better in Australia than he does this time of year in North America. That that would really concern me. If we take Alex de Minaur's stats at this tournament, he's 9-1 win-loss in Atlanta, is de Minaur. And his service points, one return points, one total is 108. And his whole service hold break total is 113. So he's really enjoyed the quicker conditions. It allows him to get a bit more out of his kind of mediocre serve. Um and he's diffused a lot of these big guys for fun here in um, Atlanta. So I wouldn't be that optimistic about Kokinakis' chances here. I think he's going to have to serve brilliantly and hope that Diminor's a little bit rusty after Wimbledon, which is possible, of course, because he's not played um, on a hard court for a while. But I think Diminor should win that one. And Diminor is the favourite, minus 305. I'm inclined to go over this couple of games at 22.5 at minus 103. First set between two mates. Going out a tie break, play the tie break, and then uh, we may cash it. That you know, we'll see what happens. The final match is an interesting one here. Uh, Christopher Eubanks, uh, the big star after Wimbledon, the, the new American favourite. He's minus fourteen thirty against Andres Martin. I know nothing about Andres Martin, so I need you to tell me all about him. He's currently ranked seven hundred and twenty-three in the world. He's plus eight fifty to cause a shock here. Eubanks obviously is uh, going into this unknown territory. I don't think Christopher Eubanks has ever been a minus fourteen thirty favourite ever in his life. He's up to a career high number forty-two in the world rankings. The handicap here is four and a half, and the total is twenty and a half. So, Sean. Um, Eubanks is obviously he's the pinup boy now in, in American tennis. They love him after Wimbledon. He's got he's going to have a huge amount of pressure on his shoulders. He's so articulate when you see him on the on uh, commentary on tennis. His YouTube stuff is superb. He, he's he's a breath of fresh air in the tennis world. But he starts as a very very heavy favorite. Now he's got a target on his back. Uh, how's he going to cope with that? Um, I'm interested in your thoughts on this match, and I'm interested in why you wanted to talk about it because um, I know nothing about his opponent. So please enlighten me. We'll have to be quick because we're running out of time here. This this one's on tonight, actually, so hopefully this this will get out in time um, for people to to have a listen and, and watch the match. Very interesting match. Georgia Tech's best player, Andres Martin, um, against the former Georgia Tech player, Eubanks. So it was a bit of a local derby, both obviously from the Georgia area. Really been, be really interesting to see how Martin's progressing last year because he beat the aforementioned Thanasi Kokinakis here last year and he led early on against Manorino. He's had another year of development since then. He's obviously not playing on the toys at college, so he's playing a lot of college tennis. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see, as you said, how Chris Eubanks deals with this new expectation that's on him. He's never come here with this sort of feeling before, has he? He's always come here probably hope, often with a wild card and hoping to go well rather than coming here as a Wimbledon quarter finalist and, you know, the, the, the player that a lot of people have been talking about. Um, based on how Martin played last year and based on the fact that he's had another 12 months of, of development and, and growth and strength and what have you, um, 
it's a very short price, this on Chris Eubanks, isn't it? He'll probably win this match, but I'm slightly tempted with the plus 235, 3.35. The Bet Rivers are offering about um, about Martin Winneset. As I said, he beat Kokinakis. He led against Manorino. He obviously thrives playing at home in front of his friends and family and all the rest of it. So if I was betting on this match, I'd, I'd definitely take Martin on the handicap in some way, yeah? And there you have it. They are the rundowns of all three tournaments, ATP Tour 50 events in Atlanta and Croatia and the ATP Tour 500 event here in Hamburg. Remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to our new YouTube channel, which is the Betting Weekly Studios at Because We Win and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at Because We Win. Sean, are you flying out here to Hamburg tomorrow? I'll be joining you tomorrow yep. Stage for a couple of beers and watching tennis. Have a very, very safe journey. Bring Thank your you. umbrella, pack your cagoule. Hopefully, we cash some tickets for to us today and tomorrow. Take care, everyone, and follow the content on our Instagram and Twitter account. Me and Sean going loose on the Reva Bar. Take care. All the best.